T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Buffalo selects with the fifth overall pick from the University of Minnesota, Thomas Vanek. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to announce from the Ottawa 67s and the Ontario Hockey League, Jack Quinn. On behalf of the Buffalo Sabres and all of our great fans, we are proud to select from the University of Michigan, Owen Power. The Buffalo Sabres are pleased to select from Lexan in the Swedish Hockey League, Isaac Rosen. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Matthew Savoy. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from your garden in the Swedish Hockey League, Noah Osland. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from the Czech League, Yuri Kulek. Well, if that doesn't get you fired up for tonight, I don't know what will. It is night one of the draft fast approaching here in Nashville. It was 20 years ago when the Sabres had a top five pick in this city and used it to select the player who became, in the last 20 years, the highest goal scorer for the team over the two-decade run. That was Thomas Vanek, and what you heard in the recent years are the drafts under Kevin Adams and Jerry Fortin, the first-round picks specifically, Marty, and they'll add to it tonight most likely if they hang on and use number 13. And this is why I've got my goat head uh, golf shirt on, and I wore the black and red today because I go back to 20 years ago when Thomas Vanek was selected, uh, when I believe Ryan Miller was selected later in that draft no, as well. No, he was 99. 90, was, yeah. was he that old? Okay, we're with 60 seconds in. Is Good he, work like, there, not, Marty. Literally, he's that old? Yes. That, that Millsy. I always think of him as a 25 year old, like young man. Uh, but okay. Uh, let's go back to Miller. Uh, and, uh, he was good, but this is not about him. This is about all the picks that are going to be coming up now. It is very exciting. There was a buzz around town last night. Obviously, I ran into Bill Daly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, deputy. Is that a deputy commissioner, right? Mm-hmm. That's the right title. Yesterday, outside Bridgestone Arena, um, he actually had some great energy about 
you know, all the events leading up to the draft, uh, the fact that the prospects, of, the only thing is there's been some travel issues for some prospects trying to get here. Yeah, not with, just prospects. And not just prospects. Yeah, there's been travel issues for a lot of media members is as well. Is NHL Network Live at JFK today? Is that I where don't know where EJ Raddick, <laughs> Jackie Redmond, and uh, Jameson Coyle are at right now, but they uh, hopefully will make it in time. But it is uh, there is a great buzz here in Nashville. Obviously, Connor Bedard sweepstake uh, mm-hmm. and Chicago selecting him first overall most likely uh that carries a lot we remember when austin matthews was the projected first overall pick at the draft in buffalo there has been many of those instances but uh yeah and then what happens at number two and how that goes down there has been a lot of fun conversations to be had around town with a lot of hockey people and everybody's got an opinion and I'm just trying to – I wish I would have done a unscientific poll as to what people think will be available to the Sabres at 13 because mm-hmm. I probably have heard like 25 names right there now. There were more added last night. There's no question about that. Oh, when yeah. you look at uh, either other media sources, um, our good friend Kevin Weeks, uh, the number of people that we yep. ran into, um, obviously, you know, the whole TSN crew is here. We expect to have one – particular component of that group darren Dreger joining us later in the show we're going to have sabers gm kevin adams at the bottom of the hour if you recall our draft coverage from a year ago you may recall one specific insider nailing buffalo's oh. first pick that guest will return in our number two to foreshadow what's going to happen for the Sabres tonight. It's a great uh, connection that we have with this very talented, yep. very talented artist, shall we say. And uh, among the uh, the guests that we have today, just really looking forward to, to rolling all the way through. We may have uh, a few of our draft insiders like Chris Peters stop by as well. Looking at Seth Appert, head coach of the Emmerichs, joining us tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, when we hit the air tomorrow... That'll be right in the midst James of James Finch from AFP Analytics tomorrow as well, yeah, which, which has been great right now because there has been a lot of movement in trades, and we'll talk about this around mm-hmm. the NHL contract signing, extension signings uh, for players that are able to sign before July 1. Obviously, there is going to be a lot of UFA signing on July 1, Saturday when the market opens, but also potential extensions for mm-hmm. players that have a year left on their contract, guys like Rasmus Dahlin. And, uh, you know, when Kevin Adams... Uh, comes on the show. I'm sure we'll be able to discuss many, many different topics, but that is something that I've written down on my list here. And Lance Lasowski from the Buffalo News is going to join us an hour from now, so it'll be nice because he's obviously been around and in attendance for every availability yes. Kevin Adams and the staff has had, but we will have just had Kevin on again here at the bottom of the hour, so there's going to be a lot to feast on from Lance's standpoint and uh, and just what direction and and not just draft specific. I, I think right now, and, and this is not uncommon to any draft night experience, but based on the movement that we've seen already, like think about it, we spent Monday's show focusing on just the Baker's dozen, yes. really. Chris Baker's, you know, mock through 13 to get us to where Buffalo will ultimately pick tonight, barring a deal. But when we came on the air from here yesterday, we were talking about, Hall and Stahl and Dursey and Johansson and Felino and DeBrinket and Ingram and potential trades yeah. between St. Louis and Philly. Well, since we were off the air yesterday, names like Dubois, Toffoli, Meyer, Carlson, Newhook, Dodonov, Blackwood, Colton, Thompson, Iafalo, 
not to mention everything that's happening or not happening with the Boston Bruins. Like, yes. there's so much going on. So, yes, the 13th pick is intriguing, but I think any fan is more mesmerized and captivated by the ongoing dialogue and ongoing tweaking and or reconstruction of the teams that the Sabres are right now in the battle Should with. Should we talk about what I felt and when talking to some people last night, especially Buffalo fans, and I would throw a name out there and see the energy? Connor was, Hellebuck. Well, Connor Hellebuck is one of them, and mm-hmm. that was a big one. But I, I stay in Winnipeg right now because they just made the deal, right? Pierre-Luc Dubois, they yeah. signed him to an eight-year contract, $8.5 million per year. They trade him to the LA, LA Kings. So a sign-and-trade, which doesn't happen all that often. Now we've seen but, it twice. But, yes, exactly. You know, in the last month. But yeah. um, So a sign-and-trade, Dubois gets his eight-year deal, goes to LA. The LA Kings send uh, Velarde, Ayafalo, um, Kapari and a second round pick. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I follows in play from LA to Winnipeg. Could he be in play from Winnipeg to somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know, you know, Western New York, um, you know, like, uh, uh, where is he from? Eden? Eden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eden. Uh, Eden Just think of corn. Well, yeah, the Eden Corn Festival. But I never know if it's Eden or Angola. So I don't want to. Our producer is from Angola. Joe is from Angola. Alex, I follow. Well, and of course, Pat Coletta is Pat from, Coletta is, from is, the, uh, is yeah. Angola, yes. So, but Eden's own Alex, I follow potentially could be available. And I'm like, okay, would that mm-hmm. be a, a conversation where you call about Connor Hellebuck, but all of a sudden maybe you spin around and you talk about Alex, I follow and, I think he'd be a great fit in Buffalo. So I know this is maybe just wishful thinking, but every time the LA Kings are in town, every time I watch the LA Kings, I'm thinking, I follow just the type of players, just like Alex Tuck was, that I felt would fit perfectly in Buffalo. Even when watching Alex Tuck when he was with Vegas, I'm like, that's a player that would fit perfectly in Buffalo. I think Alfalo would be that guy as well. So now that he's been on the move, um, does he stop in Winnipeg or does it turn out to be somewhere else after the fact? I don't want to speak out of turn because it was a very casual conversation quite a while ago. Okay. But I know one person that we talk about a lot and have heard from a lot leading up to this draft who's in the Sabres organization who happens to love Alex Iafalo. That would be Jerry Fortin. Jerry Fortin loves <laughs> Alex Iafalo. So, yes. Um, I, you know, again, Jerry's major task here is keeping the group on task as the director of amateur scouting. Yes. But we know full well that whether it's Jeremiah Crow, Jerry Fortin, Kevin Adams, Jason Carmanos, this Jason is, Nightingale, Jason Nightingale, Sam Ventura, like yeah. this this is all woven together and every opinion is valued. And it's not I think what's interesting more now based on you know where the team is at is that these types of discussions about local players have far more merit than they used to. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the whole idea of creating what they're trying to create and having players that want to be here, like, now you actually want... Like, now there's a want from both sides as opposed to it being one-sided. But it's not just happening in Buffalo, and I'll tell you, maybe Buffalo has this opportunity to... 
build the Sabres brand by saying, number one, what Kevin Adams has been saying for a long time, is mm-hmm. say, we want players that want to be here, right. that represent our community, that represent Western New York, Buffalo, Southern Ontario, that are exactly the type of individual, not just hockey players, mm-hmm. but people, human being that we want. But now a rumor, you know, that has been... You know, making its round now on social media, but I, I would think it's going to be talked about on the draft floor tonight as well. Is even the New York Rangers are looking at doing the same thing, and the Rangers don't often say hey, we want people that are here. But there's Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. has been linked to the Rangers, maybe as a potential backup. Look, he's a Connecticut kid that grew mm-hmm. up a Rangers fan. Usually, those big organizations don't really care about that. Right. They just say, you know what, we want. Focus on the team. That's the performances on the ice, and that's it. But now, even teams like Boston, Chicago, uh, you know, New York, LA, they're like, hey, is there players that not only could play well on the ice, but represent us as an organization? Mm-hmm. Because it's much more than the performances. It's about trying to connect with the fan base, and we see that more now. Well, which makes yesterday's big deal, L.A., Winnipeg, all the more intriguing, right? Because Dubois, for good or for worse, for better or for worse, pardon for me. For good or gooder. <laughs> that was almost <laughs> atrocious. Thank gosh I caught it. Um, for better or worse, Dubois now has a reputation, Right. I mean, yes. that's impossible to shed based on how quickly he's gone through the two organizations. He's got himself a long-term deal. Kevin Fiala's got himself a long-term deal. The Kings are building a long, you know, like, you have to hope that that chemistry fits now, right? And, but, that's a tough, but this, but tough, I will say this. Yeah. One of our friends uh, in the media, Dennis Bernstein, yeah, right, fourth, yeah, fourth period, he had a tweet, oh, boy, three or four weeks ago, I want to say, and... He is always so brutally honest about L.A. and their situation, and it was basically riding off of Jack Eichel. Yes. And ultimately the concern, because remember, L.A. was in on Jack as well. At least it it was out there as that. And you had a certain group saying... The Kings need to get him. They need need another centerman beyond Kopitar, especially with Andre aging. But more often than not, people focused on the negative. Mm-hmm. The injury at the time, the lack of success, whatever, whatever, whatever. As soon as Jack was having his success and the rumors started coming up that Dubois could go to L.A., Bernstein tweeted, I heard the same thing about Jack Eichel. Yeah. And this is where you have to believe in the talent that you're acquiring and you have to believe that you can make it fit, and it clearly fit for Jack in Vegas based on all the pieces they had around. And I hate to say so, it because it's overused, but I have been in so many different locker rooms, mm-hmm. even within the same team over time. Yeah, sure. And the word culture is overused of now course. because everybody says we need good culture and we want culture guys and we're trying to build a culture. But when a team like Vegas wins, you look back and you say, what was the culture like in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And who was in charge of that culture? Who was the top people on top? Obviously, you look at the top of the, you know, um, the, the pyramid with ownership mm-hmm. and, you know, presidency and whatever. But obviously, Bruce Cassidy coming in mm-hmm. instilled some culture that he wanted. I remember when Jack Eichel had the hat trick um, and, or was it, 
Yeah, I think it was Jack, his first hat trick of the season in, in Vegas, and he told them, go get, go get a hat. Mm-hmm. And they were going to put – what they started in Boston is for years, mm-hmm. the hat tricks, they would put the hats in the, in the trainer's room mm-hmm. to represent and show history. And you could go back and say, oh, in 1971, this guy had a hat trick, and there's a hat there. So they started that Mark Stone's imp- impact, right, on what the, uh, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights did. Uh, Cassidy starting five of the six original misfits in mm-hmm. in the finals mm-hmm. in the in the eventual winning game, mm-hmm. but that's culture. I look around to the Sabers and and their culture, and at the top, trying to put people in place and players in place that will will lead it the right way. Kyle Oposo, obviously being a big part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we ran into Justin Falk, who played with the Sabers. And he's obviously here because of the coaches at clinics and everything. And, and um, we were talking about Zemkis Gergensen. And he started laughing. He goes, Gussie. He goes, the guy's still, like, doing it. But he also said, man, like, he was great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of those guys that, you know, is part of that culture. Now, he, he lived through some hard times in Buffalo, Zemkis Gergensen's, but is able to use that and to, to, to benefit him and the team to mm-hmm. go towards the right thing. So I look at L.A., I'm looking, well, Anze Kopitar, like, he's been an amazing leader. And still is. And still is, right? Terrific I, I look at Drew Doughty. You say what you want about Drew Doughty. The guy wants to win, wants to compete. Mm-hmm. He sometimes takes it an old, a whole other level, but he will – I fully expect a fight between Dowdy and Pierre-Luc Dubois at some point in practice this year. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully expect a fight between Dowdy and Dubois <laughs> because, you know, it's about making sure that culture is there. Uh, but we see that in a lot of organizations. I've been part of organizations where you know that's going to happen. So, uh, look, culture is big. The Sabres are trying to do that. Uh, it's hard to to quantify culture in a draft because mm-hmm. they're young players. They're 17, 18-year-olds, right? You don't know where that's going to be, but you hope that you bring them in in the right culture to develop what are these qualities that you want within the organization. And you have to have the wherewithal, the recognition to go for it when the window is there. And the now, window is I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like using the window because I think the window truly is always open. It all depends how you approach it, right? But Do L.A. We, was but, close. L.A.'s been close the last couple of years with the Edmonton series they've got Kopitar on the final year of his deal now they've got Dubois now they've got Fiala now they got Deneau now they got Kempe now they got Arvidsson and it's like stop yeah. me stop me if you're going to get to a slow point here yeah. Trevor Moore more than capable of 50 points a year we've not seen yet Quentin Byfield hit his stride but now the door yeah. is open for him to play with so much talent because they're going to have at least three offensive lines and Arthur Kaliev has also he's teased but he should get more of an opportunity here so like this is They've got over fifty million in forwards this year, right? That's telling me like you have to go for it now. So it's what's their need though right now? Oh, did you have to bring that up? Goaltending. 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 So now it becomes the whole. So hang on, do they have? Oh, they don't have a first. They don't um, have a first round pick. So what would they pay Vegas to get Logan Thompson? Well, that it's impossible. Okay, so Logan what's their Thompson? Chan- okay, Logan okay, Thompson. What- by the way, for people who are like, what? Why is Logan Thompson? Logan Thompson somehow was. Has been in the rumor. Kevin Weeks, while waiting at the airport this morning, tweeted that he hears there's been a lot of phone calls made to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Vegas just signed Aiden Hill to a two-year contract at $4.9 million a year. So he won the cup, right? Mm-hmm. Logan Thompson started the year as their number one goaltender, but then got hurt. And that's when Laurent Brassois uh, 
came back from his injury, played mm-hmm. well. That's when Aiden Hill got a little bit more playing time. That's when they used Jonathan Quick. That's when they used Patera. They used like five goalies, right? But Logan Thompson still has two years left at $766,000. He was an all-star this year in the NHL. Yeah, but he wasn't as good as Phoenix Copley. He when didn't he, win as many games. Well, okay. Phoenix Copley. So they should just go with Phoenix Copley. I, I did mean, they get I, out I of like, the first round like by it. not using Phoenix Copley last year? The answer no, is no. No, they did not. They used Jonas Carpicello. They made a trade for Jonas Carpicello. I look, I think Phoenix Copley was a great story. Guys from North Pole, North but, Pole, Alaska, and he has Kenny Canes on his mask. Like that's a great. But the story team is himself. actually better now. They're even. They're they're going to be well, able to play even better in front of Phoenix to build Copley, like, like so, Vegas did last so year. So Vegas say, did yeah. it in front of eight. That's what I'm saying. Like they, you're right. It looks like they're missing on the goaltending. But what if they just go with Copley? They could. They, they could. still need somebody else there. Eric Comrie. Okay. <laughs> so you. So, He's a California kid. Okay. Well, I could. I don't see that happening. I won't. I you won't heard it here you. first. Um, if it happens, I will, will re rack this segment and totally <laughs> give you all the credits. Uh, but, um, or all the coupons, uh, and, uh, we'll go from there. But, uh, no, I don't see that happening. But LA has got a little bit of a downfall. They need, I really believe they need somebody in that. Uh, even if it was to try to go 1A, 1B with Phoenix Copley, mm-hmm. they need somebody there. So Logan Thompson has been in the conversation right now. I don't see why, mm-hmm. um, the Vegas Golden Knights would, uh, entertain the idea of trading Logan Thompson. But, okay, so when, we heard Logan Thompson's name mm-hmm. been brought up. The first thing that I thought is, okay, Kevin Adams always talks about, well, no, he catches with the right hand. Yeah, sorry. That was a reflex. That was a reflex. He's a, he's a southpaw. Uh, but Kevin Adams talks about being involved in every conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? So if there's teams that are calling on Logan Thompson right now, then if I'm Kevin Adams, I'm calling teams, and I'm saying, hey, uh, um, I hear maybe you're interested in a goaltender, then it's... UPL. Mm-hmm. Like you could maybe is the time now to say teams are looking at young, inexpensive goaltender mm-hmm. with some upside still and could develop. And mm-hmm. UPL could be a guy that Kevin Adams may uh, be able to bargain in some of these things. Uh, maybe it's to bring another goaltender in. Maybe it's to bring a right defenseman in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to package with a couple of draft picks like you got to look at all options. So when I hear teams are looking at Logan Thompson, I'm like, well, why wouldn't teams look at Ukopeka Lukanen as well? And Kevin Adams maybe is calling those teams. Hellebuck get dealt tonight? I don't think it happens. Really? I really don't. And look, maybe it's just my stubbornness when it comes to the goalie market and thinking that Connor Hellebuck wants $9.5 million on a Forget st- the 9.5. Just focus on, like, who needs to make the playoffs this year? Buffalo. So focus okay. on the now. What does L.A. need to do? Get as far as humanly possible with a pretty stacked lineup. Yes. So focus on the now. Like, even if – so here's one for you that, that, that was uh, presented to me last night by someone who I consider to be a very, very good hockey mind. Do the deal. Do the extension. Plan accordingly that you're not likely to see that player through the bulk of the extension, but focus on doing it now. And then you trade that asset off yeah, but how many in a few years, years. Here's the problem. How many years are you looking at when you look at Connor Hullabuck? That remains to be seen. Because I'm thinking how many years are we looking at Devin Levi? Mm-hmm. Like, I, 
I know. Personally, I'm thinking. But if you brought in Hellebuck and decided that basically your window is three years with him, you can at least recover some of what you traded for by then parting with him. Maybe there's another destination at that point. You only recover if things are going great. Of course. It's called trading from a position of strength. I understand that, but I think there's so much more of a possibility of that not working out. In my opinion. Why are you so negative? But I am being negative. <laughs> I am being, I'm getting too much sleep. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm Why are you not staying out past 10 o'clock? I know, I'm a realist now. It's that central time zone that's screwing me up, I'll tell you. Uh, but, yeah, so but, – but there's teams. Like, what's Pittsburgh doing in goal? Oh, gosh. Like, Pittsburgh doesn't have the cap flexibility right now to, to potentially go with Connor Hellebuck, but maybe they're looking at going a little younger, a little cheaper – and see if that's going to work out. So, again, there's a Logan Thompson conversation. There's a UPL conversation. There's a many other uh, goalies position, like John Gibson conversation, mm-hmm. right? And being that it is from, he is from that area, maybe Pittsburgh is that team, uh, Ottawa needs a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Is Ottawa looking at UFA and Freddie Anderson or anti-Ranta and what's going to happen in Carolina? Um, or are they looking to trade? Like, there is still so much that can happen between now and the draft. I think goalies are going to steal the show, but I don't expect, to your question, Connor Hellebuck to be traded because I think that extension is what is holding it up. You have to pay to get the player, and Connor Hellebuck's not going to be handed out for gumballs and, you know, gummy bears. Like, there is going to be a premium price to trade for Connor Hellebuck. And then you got to turn around and give him the extension that he wants. I just don't see it happening. I think it's much more complicated than uh, than what it looks like. Well, the draft in itself is complicated because it requires Always. 12 months of, uh, you know, ramping up and obviously <laughs> a lot of, incre- like, a ridiculous amount of viewings in person and on video. And that's how it has continued to evolve because you almost can't stop, right? When you get started on a player, it's like, where is the end of this rabbit hole? But incredibly, teams work their way down to tonight. And we asked Jerry Fortin, the director of amateur scouting recently, like, all of this buildup, what is it actually like before you make the first pick? We go straight off our list. Uh, or that's my experience always, uh, until we get to probably the fourth or fifth round, and then maybe back to what you were asking before. Do we give a little preference for position, um, you know, something special about a player, drafting him out of a certain area, depending on where we've drafted other players in the draft? So we have the list. Um, in, the, in the first couple rounds, no one's surprised, you know. You just... Basically, you're just giving everyone, there's a lot of nervous energy waiting to see how it's going to fall, honestly. Jerry has been very visible in recent first rounds when the Sabres have had multiple first round picks. It's been actually a really nice. Like, hand- who's the new GM in Buffalo? It's, it's a nice handoff, though. It represents Great exactly handoff. what they're doing. Kevin is up there to make the first first round selection. And then, you know, I mean, when in the tenure started under Kevin Adams, who's going to guest with us momentarily, you know, Jack Quinn was his first one. Then the next year was Owen Power. But right after Power, they had a second first-round pick, yep. Isaac Roseanne. Jerry Fortin made that announcement. Then last year, they had three of them. They had Savoy, Oslin, and Kulik. And Jerry was able to announce the last On two. the stage in Montreal. On the stage. Like, I love it. And it's been 27 picks 
over three years in the Adams tenure. They've had eight players from the Canadian Hockey League. They've had three that ultimately go the college route. They've had seven from Sweden, five from Russia, two from Czech, one from Finland, one from Germany. And I just love the fact that this group is 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 clearly all in it and represented and afforded the opportunity. And that's what we're going to you know dive more in um, with Kevin here right after the break. Absolutely. And and we did ask people on Twitter today. Uh, and I'm going to get the right question. The right wording is uh, fill in the blank. The Buffalo Sabres will select blank with the 13th pick <laughs> in the NHL draft tonight. So we're getting a lot of names. But uh, Tony M here as uh, Taro Tsujimoto, the fourth, um, you know, because there's a great lineage of a hockey player in that family, in that Japanese family, oh. that uh, maybe that will be the 13th pick. I love the humor here. Well, that's going to be M, I, so. I, I, if we do, in fact, go that route. Yep. I hope we take a moment of silence for Paul Whelan beforehand. Absolutely. That well, if that was uh, oh. a, 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 one of the behind-the-scene joke moments, oh I gosh. definitely would have to. Remember well, Paul would Paul want to orchestrate that. You know that. Oh. Yeah, but I, I don't know that Gary Benton would let that happen this time around because there's so many steps now with the pick. And Jerry talked about that a little bit. He says, you know, we put the pick in. Yep. And then there's still a couple of minutes before we go on stage. So now it's like we breathe and we can enjoy that. The fact that we've made our selection. It's not like rush, rush, rush. Who do we pick? And then we got to go on stage and do it. So, um, yeah, Kevin Adams will join us. I doubt that they will pick um, Taro Tsujimoto's the fourth. Um, that's not going to happen. But we're getting here uh, Dmitry Simashev. Uh, we're getting... Um, Quentin Musty, we're getting Matthew Wood, we're getting Benson. Uh, that would be twice for Wood because uh, we've, we heard that on the way out of the hotel this morning. Yes, uh, we have a, a hotel employee that is that was Jim, uh, Jim that Erie. was born at Sisters Hospitals mm-hmm. in Buffalo, grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, has been here in Nashville for 10 years. Um, he said, I really like that, that kid, that Matthew Wood kid. So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of Matthew Wood um Buzz maybe, but there's also been a lot of other players buzz. We get uh, Axel sending Pelica here, um, which we talked to Chris Baker on Monday, and Mm -hmm. that was what he thought the Sabres would do if the draft falls the way that he thought in his mock draft up to 13. So we'll see. Chris Baker joins us tonight. We will have draft coverage on our social platforms. It will be Facebook Live and Twitter in reaction to Buffalo making their first selection. Or, dare I say... We'll hop on the social channels live if they trade that. Pick. Well, that is why here Colin on on Twitter says they won't pick anybody at thirteen. They'll trade up to six or seven to select Matvey Mitchkov. Oh my goodness! So if that happens, we are going to be jumping right away on the uh, Facebook and Twitter, and we'll have live reactions. And that would be a huge surprise yep. to me and to most people. If the Sabres were able to get somewhere in the top 10, and if Mitchkov was available, I mm-hmm. mean, this is a guy that was thought to be number two behind Connor Bedard for so long. Yeah. Who knows if that happens? Kevin Adams, Lance Lesowski, Darren Dreger, an incredibly special guest to close out the show today. It's all ahead. We are at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville, and we are getting set for Round one of the NHL draft, which happens tonight in Music City. Stay with us on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Another two-hour show here from Nashville. It's Sabres Live on location Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week for the NHL Draft. As promised, Kevin Adams has joined us to uh, dive in. We're getting very close to that first-round window tonight. Uh, Marty and I were very curious to know just what's the tenor been like in the scouting meetings, the the final rankings, if you will, leading up to this selection, especially on the heels of a year where you had three first rounders last year. So what's it like when you're when you're focused on just the one again? <laughs> well, yeah, last year was uh, I think I said this is really unique in the sense of. You know, we had capital if even to trade up, so you you know, to higher than our first pick was. So we literally were thinking every single potential pick in the first round was someone that we it could be available to us. So um it was a different scenario. Not that you don't prepare the same way and go through your list, but you know, this year a little more um locked in on a certain group of players. But in saying that, I've had a lot of conversations, especially over the last forty eight hours with teams in front of us. Uh, about you know what it would take to move up and also with teams behind us and you know what would we be willing to do and as every year um, I love the debates you know what I do is I challenge our staff to um, do it in in a respectful way where everybody's voice is respected and heard but um, we have to debate we have to challenge each other and I have to understand the passion and why someone has even if it's the same rating in our system, but why they would put this person ahead of this person. And that's, it's the, it's the fun part of the job, but it's hard. Um, and I ask a lot of questions. Um, and you know, over the, over the years, I've learned that you have to just listen more than talk in my position. You have to take in all the information 
and make sure you're asking the appropriate questions. And you know, um, we still got one more uh, short meeting to go, and we've been going, we've been going hard, but uh, we're still finalizing what, our list. What changes then in those meetings? Like, because you do have a lot of meetings. I don't know if people real, like realize just how many times you kind of reconvene before this actually yeah, happens. Yeah, I mean, it, people would be blown away by the amount of hours that we put into this. And yeah. then even when you're not in formal meetings, you know, we have yeah. a staff dinner last night, and you're, you're still, still talking about it. I'm like, wait, is this a real meeting or is this a dinner meeting? So, uh, but, uh, you know, it can be something as simple. I'll give you an example. It may be, man, we have these players projected exactly the same. And we have a whole rating system, so, yeah. you know, I don't want to get into the details of it, but exactly a system that we use, and they may have a two players of one of the scouts that is rated exactly the same in their mind but maybe one's a center one's a wing maybe one's a right shot d maybe one's a left shot yeah. d so those are the little maybe tiebreakers here or there um that push you over the edge but then ultimately that's my job to take in all the information and then um say here's here's what i want it to kind of be final not only do you have a lot of meetings but those meetings could be long so do you have a uh, hourglass like that you flip over when you talk about a player is there a clock do you have sometimes to say time out like does it get heated it does like, yeah it, get, it gets definitely heated um I like instead of uh, heated, I say passionate. You yeah. Know, people get very passionate, which I like. Yeah. Um, but I will share a little story. I don't know. You know, we, I, especially once you get to the draft, like I feel like hours are out the door. I mean, meet all day, night, mornings, doesn't matter. Um, but Terry Pagola last night at dinner had a, a stopwatch on his phone. He showed me and the countdown to the draft. And this is how much time you have, Kevin. And yeah. he pulled it out this morning and it was still running. So... <laughs> Just to remind me that the draft today, you know, like in case I didn't know, but uh, and it know, is so. seven Eastern, six Central. Yeah. I should which ask him about that. Did yeah. he count yeah. that hour in there? I can't Did remember. So, yeah. like, does That's, the phone adjust yeah. to when it goes from Eastern exactly. time zone to Central exactly. time zone? Yeah. So That's awesome. I, I and again, it just kind of speaks to how connected you have always been with him, and then you know the, I, I don't want to say trickle down, but just the connection that you have with everybody else in yep. the department. So. How would you describe your amateur scouting department? The scouts themselves, the leaders of your department, like how how would you describe them in a word or two, if that's possible? Uh, yeah, and in in a, in a word, I would say prepared. Okay, uh, they do an unbelievable job of preparing for this day. And this, and when I mean preparing, it's some of these players. It's twenty four months ago, you know, starting to watch these players in their underage draft year. And actually, even you know, Connor Bedard, I remember a double underage at the U18s in Dallas. So I mean, there's a there's a history of these players. But what I love about the way Jerry Fortin um, works with the staff in these meetings is he'll say, "Okay, here's a USHL player, you know, whatever the name is, and Tristan, explain who exactly who this player is." So Tristan Musser covers the USHL, and he's going to go, "Okay, boom," and then he's going to. And it's all it's not reading. He is giving you the description of the player. So if you close your eyes and you you're envisioning what he's talking about um that's probably what i mean by prepared i just feel like our staff and this isn't just the top players in the draft this is players that all the way down our list that could be seventh round draft picks or they don't even get drafted and they can do that with every one of these players so just kind of puts it in you know perspective for our fans and everyone out there just the amount of due diligence and the amount of work that our scouts put in now you know what it's like for me to work next to him 
because I can throw him anything. He's got and it. just like your guys. Well, this is just prepared in life, you know. Marty's just exactly. You know, like, he's just I do prepared. like Jerry. I like rarely have the laptop closed. It's always open. There's always a tab with some information yeah. and uh, uh, books. I have books like you have. Books. I know. I'm a no. I'm I took a no that take from you, though. I remember it, when yeah. we started at the academy. You always had your books and. I got books, and then I write on top of it the, the years, and I keep them in a box, and I go well, back to them. So I've, I've learned this from Terry Pagula. I color code things. Yes. So now it's blue means this, red means this, um, different color notebooks for if I'm talking to a general manager, if it's pro scouting, amateur scouting, so I can have it all in front of me. I don't know. People probably think that's disorganized, no, I, but I in totally my own mind, it. it works somehow. And uh, Okay, well, about this. So the draft is the focus right now, but we are Wednesday, and on Saturday is free agency. So you're preparing for free agency, but I want to talk internally more about a guy like Rasmus Dowling, right? Like July 1, there could be an extension now that he has a year left. Uh, where are we with that, with Dowling? And do you expect it to be easy, hard, um, early, late? Like what is that dynamic? Well, I think you, it's never easy. You start with that no matter what, what contract you're doing. I mean, doing the cap, we, we know way, now that the yeah. cap is going to go to 83.5. Yeah, yeah. It's 16.7 million is the maximum a player can make. Right. Um, like, yeah, no, there's. Is he asking for 16.7 million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I can tell you is the good news of, of how these things are compared to maybe where we were a couple of years ago is yeah. we're aligned on what we both want. And. He wants to be a Buffalo yes. Saver. He wants to be a Buffalo Saver for a long time. Believes in what we're doing here. Uh, we met yesterday with uh, his agents and with Newport Sports in the boardroom and spent. And Terry Bagula was in the meeting as okay. well with us and just really had a great conversation. It was a really good meeting. These these they take time, and we don't yeah. feel neither side feels there's any pressure or stress that um, there's something has to be done and you know immediately. But we're working towards it. Um, we're in a good spot. They know how we feel. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is when I get, when I think about the players in our core that we've either, you know, maybe potentially locked up long-term already and then the players that we want to continue to do that moving forward, I need to really understand if this is what they want and truly want to be here and they believe in it. And it's unequivocally yes, you know. So that's a, that's a big deal to me. And we're going to keep working at it, but it'll take time. Is it, is it harder to do Owens? In the sense that he hasn't been here as long, and there's a, there's obviously a greater variable because Dalene has already gone through a bridge and things like that. Yeah, I think there is a marketplace, and we have also met with Papperson um, and CAA, uh, and we we'll continue to. And um, Pat's met with Owen's family and discussed this. So these are these are detailed conversations that we've already had that will continue to go through the process and have, but there's a, there's a marketplace, uh, Duffer, you know, but what, what's, what's always interesting is nobody can see the future in terms of what the cap is, right? So from the agent side, you're trying to project out where do hockey related revenues go over the next, you know, when you're talking about, you know, massive extensions term, you know, you're looking at what is it going to be like three, five, seven, eight years down the road. So they're trying to do that. And then they're saying, okay, well, what's the, what's the dollar amount in today's dollars versus what is that going to look like six, seven, eight years down the road? And so we're doing the same thing. Right. You know, we're projecting out exactly what that means. Also thinking about, okay, well, here's some young players that aren't even on our team yet, but in five years, what could their contract look like? And that's why Mark Jakubowski doesn't sleep because, you know, I just tell him, just, just keep, like, doing this over and over He again. looks so, good, though. I haven't seen him in a while. He looks really good on this trip. So maybe, you know, he's found that balance with with the demands this is of Nashville, him. humid air, just yeah, wears yeah. Mark out, maybe. The heat tomorrow. Yeah. And Excessive yeah. heat value. Excessive. I haven't written air. Uh, yeah. Well, this <laughs> is the walk over here. Other than I went for a run really early this morning, and other than the walk over here, I think I've been outside maybe once since I got here. So, 
So you've been I, uh, in air conditioning. Yeah, nice so I'm doing cool. fine, but yeah. not a lot of time to be sightseeing. And quickly, um, obviously, a couple of guys that you re-signed, and we were talking about culture and how you're building your team. And I think culture sometimes is overused, but if it's in the right context, it's it's exactly what teams are striving for. And Caloposo, Zemgis Gergensen's re-signing. Um, what was that process like? And uh, what were those conversations like to what their role is going to be next year? And what was the, the likelihood that you were going to have both of them back when the season actually ended? Like, what were you thinking? Well, uh, yeah, first of all, I think it says a lot about um, those two players and those two individuals to be willing to come back on one-year deals mm-hmm. um, when they can go to the, the free agent market and both of them uh, would be in demand. I can tell you that based on you know the careers they've had and the leaders and who they are. Um, but you know the good the good part for me right after the season was you know I meet with every player as you guys know and I and I told both of them that you're absolutely a priority we we would love to have you back and be part of this we feel like we're about to take a big step and you guys are going to be part of that but we we need to do it on a one year deal and I'm just very honest in explaining why that is and then it gave the both of them time to think about it ask the right questions you have their agents talk to to me and. Um, then we went from there, but I, I just think they're very, they're very reliable, consistent um, teammates, day in and day out, that the coaching staff can count on. But that also, their their impact in our locker room and on and off the ice will be felt for years and years. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, I, I I just don't think that you can say when you sit in at someone in a locker room, you know, for a year as a 19 or 20 year old player that when they're 30 they don't remember what it was yeah. like sitting. You think about the guys you sit next to, and yep. um, you know, and I remember Eric Stahl's rookie year. He was sitting, and when I was in Carolina, he was sitting between Ron Francis and Rod Brindamore, and like those guys is one year next to him. But that stuff matters. So I just feel like um, with how we're building this team and how we want to move forward, we have to also surround our young players with the right people, and those two are unbelievable examples of what it is to be a Sabre. You're going to add more young players tonight. Realistically, is it a group of like four or five players you think it's whittled down to that are likely to be in your in your position if you stay a feather in your lap? A feather in your lap. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to know what that means, but it's uh, a wheel of fortune yeah, reference. Okay. Going wrong, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say, yeah, that feels. You know, that I would say four to six players. Okay. Um, we're very serious about um, looking at options to move up. Yeah. We're we're also looking at options to move back. But as you guys know from previous drafts, it's it's not easy to do mm-hmm. <laughs> that. It just based on you know where people have their list, but. Um, we're gonna we're gonna really be aggressive if it makes sense for us to do that, and uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. But it's an exciting day for sure. Thank you. Have fun uh, with the entire group. I know that sounds kind of silly, but I think you do try to always include that in everything you're doing. Have right? to. Like, I mean, honestly, when you wake up and you, I'm one of the luckiest people in the world to be able yeah. to get up and do this. And no matter what kind of stress or pressure, you have to take a breath and you have to always go back to this is an amazing opportunity and today's a great day to help our franchise. And that's what gets me excited. Great uh, for us and for our audience today to have Kevin Adams uh, setting up tonight, which is round one of the draft. We, of course, will have live reaction on our social channels, Facebook and Twitter, as the Sabres right now are slotted to pick number three. 13. We will have uh, more in the way of on-site guests, Lance Lasowski, Darren Drager, and a very special guest to close out the show. That'll all, all happen in hour number two of Sabres Live from Nashville. Straight ahead. Stay with us. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Well, that was particularly interesting if you're trying to read body language and excitement and desire to make a move, move up, move back, stay at 13. So I asked the question on the heels of Kevin Adams joining us in the last segment. Are they trying to get Fantilli, Smith, Wood, Benson, Danielson, Carlson, or Mitchkoff? Okay, so personally, personally, I would... Without any knowledge, I should add. Don't ever say that. That lets your secret out. No, inside knowledge, I would say. <laughs> My own knowledge is one other thing. I would say if the Sabres were in a position to trade up, mm-hmm. to get inside the top five, six, seven, maybe, yeah. that would be for a player like Madvey Mitchkov. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Listen, I think the other players are very good players. I, you know, Fentilli's number two, in my opinion, so it goes Bedar Fentilli. And then after that, it's a little bit more of a, who do you like? Mitchkov is an exceptional talent, but, you know, reports of interviews right here in, in Nashville is, um, is Mitchkov trying to guide a little bit more of what he wants to do or not? But everybody else, I think, could fall in between three and 15. Mm-hmm. In that group, so you don't trade up for a, a player that maybe could fall to you at thirteen. But I would think for Mitchkoff, that may be a, a, a so thing there, to do. There's no other like just for reference point. Like those watching on MSG can see what Chris Baker compiled, and yeah. this was our unveiling, if you will. Although it doesn't have the actual Baker's dozen because it stops at twelve. <laughs> the thirteenth, which is what critically rounds out a baker's dozen was the uh, expected selection by Chris a couple of days ago that it would be Axel Sandine Palica at 13. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I'm looking at it right now. Like, you like Reinbacher, right? And, no, and, I never once said that in my life. You didn't? Nope. I thought you said you Not liked me. him. But he's ranked as the <laughs> highest defenseman in the draft. I just saw a mock draft where he went 22nd. Right. And like on Bakes thought, well, maybe that's a top six pick. So I really feel that Bedard Fintilli are one and two. And then from three to 15, you can move pieces in and out. So the one player that multiple teams now have been kind of rumored to want to move up Nashville. Barry Trotz has said, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm looking to make a big splash. Like Nashville and Barry Trotz would love to get in the top five and top four and potentially select a guy like Madve Mitchkov. Mm-hmm. The Washington Capitals 
they're sitting at eight. Mm-hmm. They probably would like to get in a little higher mm-hmm. to be able to select Matvey Mechkov. And okay. I think that if the Sabres were to get there, it would be for the same scenario. So you know what that prompts? What that prompts a the, player the that prompts the question, in. what would they be willing, in your opinion? Oh. If Kevin is sitting here suggesting that they are actively trying to move up and through process of elimination and exactly what you just said, the logical thinking is that anybody would be trying to go up and take a run at Mitchkov. So what would be a reasonable trade to move up? You know what? I'm, I'm like, seeing all these, like, weird colors right now, and it's it's – I don't know why this came to my mind. Did you have so, a bad cocktail at Tootsie's? So, uh, no, I did not. It was it, I didn't have a lot, but it was really, really good. But um, at number four is the San Jose Sharks, mm-hmm. right? San Jose's had rumors of one important player potentially being on the move, and that is Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. If San Jose's going to move Eric Carlson, um, if a team is willing to take the full salary, San Jose's going to have to give something to add that, right? Like uh, you're getting a good player, but at the, the the full salary, which is 11 something or whatnot, it's a lot. But if San Jose would be willing to eat half of that, or four, maybe four million of it, and you get Eric Carlson at six and a half million, let's see, could you say you swap your four and 13 with San Jose, and then you get in the top five? And or what then- would San Jose get out of that? They're losing Carlson and losing Mitchell. No, no, but maybe you got a prospect. <laughs> no, I'm just saying maybe you're giving them a prospect. But also San Jose wants to move on from Carlson. The money, yeah, but they don't want to lose him. I know they don't want to lose him, but you're giving like, them. I, I, okay, I'm sorry, I'm 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 not processing it the They'd way you're processing it. They still be getting the 13th so. pick, and then maybe you add. A, but I think Russell, they, maybe, I, maybe the, it's a Victor Olsson and a prospect right. that you send their way. That makes it work. I don't know what that would look like. I'm just saying, like, I think it's for a higher, whatever reason, I think it's a higher goal. I think you're giving up one of last year's first-rounders, like Ostland. Which is fine to me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I wouldn't give up on Yuri Kulik. Funny enough, Kulik got picked later in the first-round pick. Yes. And I, yeah. I not that – Giving up is a, is a hard way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like I wouldn't be willing to part ways with Yuri Kulik as mm-hmm. easily that I would Noah Hoslin. Uh, but if there was Noah Hoslin saying, hey, look, this is a mid-first-round pick from last season, mm-hmm. uh, last year. We give we swap the 4-13 and 13 this year, and we give you Victor Olofsson and, and whatever. Like, you could make that happen. And then you start wondering whether next year's first-round pick enters play in any of this definitely something to consider based on where buffalo believes they are right now and of course moving forward it's sabers live from nashville it's round one i'm thinking of eric carlson with rasmus dalin and i know it's hard not to i appreciate your desire to put more swedes on the roster all right we're back after this it's hour two of sabers live on wgr sports radio 550 and msg T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.